0: This is the
1: relevant podcast. It's episode nine eighty four, and it's the relevant podcast here in Orlando because once again my trip to Kenya got canceled. as Cameron Strang joining me from Loverland, Virginia? It's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Dallas, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster Jamie Ivey.
2: I live in Austin.
1: What did I say? Dallas? Dallas.
2: I do not, don't ever make me be like I'm from Dallas.
3: (laughs) Hold on, let
1: me. Let me clean that up.
2: Austin and Dallas people don't like each
3: other. Hey, no, we got to keep this in the show. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get the beef going.
3: No,
2: we like each other. Hey, you know what different. it was? Is I was just
1: talking to Emily, and she's in Dallas today, and Dallas was on my mind. I'm very sorry. I love you,
3: Dallas. For offending you, hey,
2: Texas, Jamie. Hey, Texas
3: is different.
2: <laughs> Texas is different, y'all. And Austin is different than the rest of Texas. I'll tell you that much.
4: Uh-huh we know not to mess with anyone from the state that's been very well established but I also like Jamie how you yes. said it like a breakup line Like we I think you said um we, yeah it, it, it's we're neighbors but we just don't like each other it's like okay well
2: fair enough <laughs> I mean how do you argue with that well hello from Austin guys <laughs>
1: And and from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. I'm from Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: like, like, <laughs> no, I lived in Memphis, but man, shout out Memphis, but hey, what's up, y'all?
1: I have a banner over there. Do you see that? I just hung this pennant, Jamie. It says, uh, it's like a big alligator skull, and it says, don't mess with Texas, but don't F with Florida. So, <laughs> Listen, Texas and more.
3: Florida are two places that... I don't know what the United States would be without Texas. Like Texas is literally the disgruntled neighbor that's always talking about leaving the neighborhood, but also <laughs> loves the neighborhood so much. Like literally it's the only state that's always like, we'll, neighborhood. we'll get up out of here.
4: We'll yeah. leave. And they're always they're always talking about building a bigger. <laughs>
2: Listen, the thing about Texas is if you meet someone who's from Texas, you know they're from Texas in three seconds of meeting them. Because they're like, doubt. oh, I'm from Texas. Without like, I doubt. don't even know what... Who says like, oh, yeah, I'm from North Dakota? Nobody. Nobody introduces themselves like that except for yeah, us.
3: exactly. And I then know. Flo- Florida yeah. is just... Florida is the crazy uncle from Christmas vacation. Oh, it's just gosh. like... you just like, yeah. what's they're going who, on right now?
4: They're the one who <laughs> just flaunt HOA. They're the neighbor who has like... Who has like a like a, a car that's been on the lawn that Facts. hasn't moved in like a month? You know they they, they they painted they, the front of the know, house purple. A lot of,
3: and they just, <laughs> just yeah. There's a lot of
4: there's there's a lot of decisions made. Like I have a neighbor like that who re, you know there's so many vehicles, including two golf carts now yeah. that that is that have you know consumed real estate out in the driveway. A boat, um, the, you know I think there's two boats, one in the backyard, but they dragged a fire pit out into the front yard and just put like. Colorful plastic Adirondacks (laughs) around them in the front yard. That's my, that's That's like Florida neighbor right there. They're just living their best life. They're, they're not, they're not asking for trouble. They're not, you know, they're, they're not going to back down. But you know they're just they're just trying to live a good. They're, and
3: they're out, play out in their yard, yard with a flashlight at night, you just yeah. like I don't know what they do at night. Like why, why are they out there? Like what is when happening? Maybe they're looking
2: for alligators or something. I don't know. What are you doing, Cameron? That's how
4: you, that's how you do it. You See? do it with a flashlight. I I just love that Virginia just went straight up creepy too. Virginia's right. lovers. like and and I I, told, I said this before, but we have the only R-rated flag in the in the whole <laughs> country. Ours has a violent murder. It has a dead body body and nudity.
2: No, are you serious? What does that mean, Virginia's for
4: lovers? I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's straightforward, okay. I mean, I, I, I've never really okay, unpacked it, curious, to be honest like, with you, Jamie. I've never... I, I don't know the origins. I don't know why we're only looking <laughs> no for... fighters, just I mean, just I guess it's...
3: Yeah. But it's your flag like, would indicate fighters. fighters. Well, yeah. in the yeah. world is going on on this flag, dog. Hey. <laughs> it's the person hey, listen, standing Amy on has another person holding a... What is the person holding? What is he holding?
4: A spear. A spear next there's to a bloody what's dead body. in the body. other hand,
3: though? There's a spear in one hand, and then there's something... What is this in the other hand? What's in the right hand? There's two, two, both hands. Oh, I think it's, it's a, one is like a, uh, I think they're both
4: weapons. I'm pretty certain. One, one is like a look sword like a or something. One, I don't One who looks knows? like self- Who knows? And it Uh-oh. has, a, it, <laughs> And it has a threat on the flag. It says, and Emperor Tyrannus, thus always the time. Like, Derek, it, it literally... I just looked at is, it. Stop is, is,
1: is, is, it. Stop with your mess about what's in his other
3: hand. It look, I'm just saying, if I saw that on a bathroom wall, I would make assumptions. It looks like he's on You it. would think someone drew
2: that with a Sharpie.
3: <laughs>
2: what listen, is
3: going
4: on? Listen, Virginia's for lovers.
3: Why is he standing on the other guy's chest, Virginia?
4: No, the, well... It's, it's a, a woman? A, it's yeah. a woman, for a woman. Yeah, it's that's a what he's woman saying. Yeah. So
2: oh, that's the out. Yeah hmm Yes Oh yeah Like
4: I said Yo, It's a hard it's R We are the late. only state That has a hard that's, R flag
2: What is <laughs> happening right now It's not for young Children's <laughs> eyes To be seen It's not
1: well, it, it, she has. She is Liberty, like she's the Statue of Liberty lady with the robe. I think, is she? and she has conquered tyranny, mm. Six Semper Tyrannis.
2: Guys, right now, everyone that's listening to this podcast is about to get into wreck because they're trying to Google what the flag looks like <laughs> while they're driving. <laughs> well, Wait till you get home, people.
1: Your purity filter may go off. Your accountability, you it. <laughs> your accountability partner is about to text you real quick. <laughs> hey, uh, we have some catch up to. Last time we were on this podcast, I was like, "Oh, by the way, I'll be out for the next couple of shows because I'll be in Kenya." And then, literally, like two days later, it was a small group of us going to the front lines to see this humanitarian crisis that's happening right now. And two of the people got COVID, mm. so so they called me like, "Hey, trips off. We're gonna go in the in the fall now." So I'm like, "All right, sweet." So Jesse and I just moved some dates around, and we went to the NBA Summer League over the weekend, and got uh, shouted out on the Bill Simmons podcast the other day. Yeah.
2: Wow. Big moment, I'm yeah. so, so moment. happy yeah. for y'all. <laughs>
1: it was like, Derek, you missed it, man. It was like NBA yeah. nerd comic con. I mean, it was like all the, mm-hmm. you know, every player, dude, this one hotel in particular is where all the teams stay. And so this one night that Jesse and I got on the podcast or mentioned on the podcast was we were just hanging out. I mean, literally... Like hanging out with NBA royalty, like former players, current players, coaches. We're all just hanging out. We're all just like talking, playing games. Wait a second, like, how did you get bizarre. there? Bizarre. How did you get there? Did you sneak? Did you sneak? When, in when there? you
2: say hanging out, like y'all were in the same restaurant?
1: No, no, like in the lobby. I mean, you're in the Vegas, so the casino. There's bars, restaurants, yeah. casino, and literally just like playing blackjack. Here's these guys. We can just sit down with them and just chat them up, play blackjack, whatever, yeah. craps, whatever. So like literally NBA royalty everywhere you look and and it's all the coaches all the front offices all the former players all the young Dang. players all the current stars coming out like they're all just hanging out at this one hotel dude guess and what we I'm, know guess which what hotel. I was doing
3: what were you doing i was sanding a window sill so i could make sure that the kitchen faucet i just installed uh <laughs> would fit on the on the Aww. thing and then i also Taking care
2: of your family uh,
3: was doing drywall and installing
4: lights <laughs> Dude, for me—that—that—that's five to six years worth of projects for me. Like <laughs> drywall, that's my one project a year. A faucet—that's probably—that's probably a two-year deal for me. Sanding a windowsill—I don't know when that's happening.
3: And lights? No, no, I don't. I don't mess
4: with electricity, Derek. I'm very impressed. Look, by I you. just
3: did. A, I did a. I installed a vanity. I, I installed a kitchen uh, faucet. We uh, sanded some drywall, got that all hooked up. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. My wife is like, "Well, hey, how about you, uh, you. take our bay window and build, build some a bench?" And I'm like, "Wait, wait, whoa! Not putting a little too much dip on your chip. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> <living>. <laughs> this is YouTube plumbing that you're dealing with."
0: <laughs>
2: that's the thing when you show that you can do something, Man. there's always more See, to do. I took be done.
3: L, Jamie. I didn't. I didn't think through yeah, that I should have played. Why I'm, like I yep. didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm. You got to move that. Car- those cards slow, or else we will be like, oh, he's a handyman. Listen, Look at Eric, he's Eric the handyman. Jesse
1: figured this out
4: a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I did one bad batch of laundry right after I got married, ruined a couple garments. Guess what? I'm absolved from laundry duty for the rest Listen, of my life. you know what? Life. It
2: works for me, too. I'm a terrible cook, and early in our marriage, Aaron was like, he didn't say it meanly, but he's like, I think I could do better. And so guess who cooks all of our meals? Not me. Damn, I Jamie. You can't cook, Jamie.
4: Yeah, just find a way to mess it up.
2: I can't cook. I mean, Aaron travels, so obviously I have to feed our children you know i can make the the i have three meals i can make you know three But Aaron meals? what's
3: the three what's the three
2: i make the sausage thing with green beans and potatoes and okay. then some spaghetti and then you know i can make like some rice but I don't cook meat either. I'm scared of meat. This is, this is just my you're getting into my life. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> why? I'm scared I'm going to undercook I'm and kill oh, everybody. So okay, this is why I don't I make you, it. I
4: got you. Jamie. I got you. Jamie, but you narrow down your primary items
3: to rice and spaghetti.
2: <laughs> I'm, just car- I'm carving up these things It's kids. all good.
3: It's all good.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't do it. We
3: all got our weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? That's your kryptonite. It's all good. You mm-hmm. you slaying everything else.
1: Well, I'm glad to be with
3: you guys. We have have
1: a great show coming up. Michael Sarah. You may know him, rest of development. What is he? Michael
3: Bluth? Was that was that his name? No, George. Yeah, yeah. George Michael. He's,
4: George George Michael. I know
3: him from all of those coming of age movies we watched yeah. growing up. Yeah, he's in uh,
1: Juno. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Michael Sarah is joining us and uh, George Takei is joining him. Uh, we have a double header today. They wow. are both, uh, they're on a new movie together and Tyler talks to both of them, so that's coming up. Uh, just heavy hitters. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, we also have your feedback at the end of the show, but stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. And if you down that call, maybe it's
0: the things that you still have a hold of. It's never going to be.
1: Listening to Daywave, the song is Where Do You Go? Season Four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are
5: in.
3: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
5: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
3: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four.
1: Episodes one through three of the chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for relevant buzz. Please welcome to the show relevant senior editor and Parisian correspondent Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. What's going on this week?
6: So the first thing I wanted to talk about is I'm, I put my one of my favorite hats to wear. Anna, on, on relevant buzz, is Mythbuster. And there's a trend going on. I thought you were going to say pork pie. <laughs> he usually is. He usually Feathered does relevant. Fedora. No, no. He usually does. Over here, it's the yeah, beret. The it's the little buzz. black beret yeah. with, the, with the little. Or, or a big chef's hat the, with the a the mouse underneath it. So <laughs> because no. usually when Tyler
4: does relevant buzz, it's with like a fedora with a little note card jammed <laughs> in the bill that says
6: press. On it. Uh, yeah. Now, see here, sir. <laughs> All
0: right, <that's>
6: <laughs> no mi- no myth Buster. i love doing i love doing the myth busting and this is a this is a trend that's been going around that you guys might have seen that uh that i wanted to debunk to bring some expert some expert witness in here to debunk how, how- Tell me, tell me if you guys have seen any of these stories. And there's been a few of them. Of uh, sometimes it's law enforcement officials, sometimes it's just regular people who say they were they were exposed skin to skin contact with something that had fentanyl on it, and imme- and had some sort of like they they overdose because of that. They they either they fainted or they would be taken to the hospital. They had uh, they had some sort of uh, uh, some sort of dizzy spell, and they needed to be put in a hospital for a few hours after that. And then they come out with a warning about handling these. Has anybody seen this? Are, are you aware of this yeah. trend?
4: This yeah. sort of I, saw, I saw. Uh, yeah, a video of like a police officer that uh-huh. seemed to have some sort of contact with what what was presumed to be some kind of fentanyl, and immediately it's some violent reaction on video
6: it, it happened in san diego a couple of months ago it happened there in orlando florida for police officers while searching a car that they suspected to have drugs in it uh, said they touched something and they immediately started passing out and had been taken to the hospital It happened in my usual home state of nashville tennessee where a regular woman picked a dollar up off the ground last week and after her husband, who is a police officer, told her she needed to be careful because sometimes drug dealers will lace dollar bills with fentanyl, and she started to feel lightheaded, started to feel very faint, had to be taken to the emergency room where she was at for three or four hours until she was released again. Now this is getting pretty pop, and it's coming with it's starting to get into one of those like panics that you hear about sometimes, like the knockout game a few years ago or something like that, where you start seeing a lot right. of these stories. But the facts just really don't back this up. Uh, According to multiple medical experts, you just really can't get any sort of contact high from these drugs. It's not going to go through your skin and, uh, and have any sort of effect on you. This is according to multiple people, including Dr. David Edwards at Vanderbilt said, you know, ingesting something is a different story than touching something. Your skin is a barrier. It will protect you. You won't just randomly overdose from just any medicine you are touching for a short period of time. Same thing, a doctor, John Hopkins, said the risk of exposure through the skin are incredibly, incredibly small. He said he supposes it's theoretically possible, but the risk is quite, quite low. Uh, And the reason this is like, you know, these are just kind of stories that get passed around and they become kind of a stranger danger thing about be careful. You never know what might have drugs on it. But this is becoming sort of a problem because fentanyl, as we're aware, is a very big deal in the U.S. It is a very serious drug that does hurt a lot of people. It is one of the deadliest substances in the U.S. But if you come across somebody who is suffering from an actual drug overdose, the last thing we want people to be concerned about is whether or not they can touch this person and Offer them aid or help them because they're worried of getting their own high from it. So, what experts think is probably happening here is actually just some sort of panic attack or anxiety issue. You hear about these stories, you hear that this thing is dangerous. If you're a law enforcement official, maybe you've seen people who've suffered from an overdose. You uh, and that starts to make you feel panicky, lightheaded, a little bit dizzy, and uh, and that's fine. You know, anxiety attacks do happen. That doesn't mean you're a bad person for having an anxiety attack. But we do need to be aware of the actual issues around this substance. and not give in to misinformation
3: mm-hmm. be Tyler, this is so. good
2: news because when we're hearing about the story of a lady picking up a dollar bill on the street that to me went into my brain as another thing i have to fear is touching a dollar bill on the street i forget how
1: scared you are jamie You're scared i have of a under-cooking long list meat. of fears yeah. yes and i forgot so, about thank that thank you for
2: clearing this up for me now i can scratch that off of my list i don't have to think about it anymore are you a germaphobe no, I'm not a germaphobe. I just, I'm like, I'm an Enneagram six. Like I'm like worst case scenario. I'm, uh, I know where all the exits okay. are, all the things. Okay. Okay.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So well, now you're bills. saying if we see money on the street, yeah. pick it up freely.
6: Absolutely now cares. you have
2: you have taken that burden off of me, Tyler. Now I don't have to fear death from a twenty dollar bill on the street.
6: One doctor they interviewed was like, "If you see a dollar bill that is clearly coated in white powder, then yes, you that should that is probably worth it. Leave it alone. Don't touch, yeah. that, alone, don't touch that one. Yes. but it but it will be but it will be very obvious in most cases if this is a dollar bill that has some sort of dangerous substance on it. So Probably that's something to be aware of. I've never seen a dollar just laying in near a McDonald's <laughs> that is covered in cocaine. But if you do, don't definitely don't touch that dollar bill. Yes, That's a good idea. God, that's just good life advice. good That goes that goes yeah. here in Paris too. They tell people that all the time, whether it's the dollar bill or the euro. Uh, just stay away from drugs. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. That's an easy one,
4: <laughs> but, but it is. It does seem like one of those debunk debunkable things. It's like the you Know razor blades and apples at Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest way to debunk that one because that was the big panic mm-hmm. back in the day and why Trippy was, was so very scary. worried about it. <laughs> I'm going through all my and, kids' candy, yep, when they're little. I, I'm, I'm worried about who's handing out apples on
0: Halloween.
4: <laughs> 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 I don't know the price of apples, but I can't imagine it's that's it, got to be Not an expensive these days, Halloween yeah. a big trash bag full of apples. Every kid gets an apple and. I feel like no one, no one's eating apples Halloween night, and I think I would know. It'd be pretty evident that there's a razor blade jammed in there. Well, like it just seems like a lot of work for like a sick, weird, you know, thing to do.
6: Mm-hmm. What's interesting about some of these stories is you see them reported so credulously. Like in the case of this woman in Nashville, the reporter just kind of took her word for it. They're like, woman picked up a dollar and says it's what caused her to faint and go to the hospital. And that's the headline. If you read all the way to the bottom of it, then you do see this doctor from Vanderbilt saying that's not what happened. You also see that her taxology report came back negative, and you see that there was no trace of the drug on this dollar bill. But you would have to actually read not just the article, but the entirety of the article, get to the very last paragraph to get to that point of it, which, as we, most of us in this industry know... That's not going to happen. That's not how people read their news stories these days. So it, it's not only it's not just these stories get passed around, but it's that reporters in some cases aren't really doing their either their due diligence or are just kind of taking people's words for it instead of doing a little extra research to see could that really happen? Like, is that something that really would be possible? Because in this case, it's not
3: insane. There you go. All right. What
6: Good else? What else is going on? So this is a this is a, a positive story, and this is something that's going to be. Let's see. By the time that this story actually, we'll starting July sixteenth. So uh, on July sixteenth, there's going to be a new emergency number that is available for all Americans, in the same way that nine one one is a number that we can use for physical health emergencies. Nine eight eight is going to be the new national number for mental health emergencies. If you're having some sort of mental health crisis, if you're dealing with suicidal ideation. If You have a substance abuse issue, 988 will be the number that can put you in touch with mental health counselors who are in your area and who are connected to resources to help you. It's the uh, this is actually something that's been in the works for a while. Uh, start of a 2020 law called the National Suicide Hotline Designation Act, it's finally getting implemented starting here on the 16th, and it could end up being a pretty big deal. You know, there's there's numbers like this, but a lot of times you don't necessarily it's not necessarily an easy to remember number like 911. So, this has been something that they They've been trying to implement nationwide for a long time and people are pretty excited about removing that one more barrier for people who are having a real crisis.
1: That's great. Yeah. I have a question is I'm not making light of this at all. I have a legitimate question. I've had friends and people close to me struggle with mental health and, and, and suicidal ideologies over the years. I mean, uh, watching it up close, walking with them has been very sobering. I know when they're at their lowest, and not everybody's the same, obviously, but the, the people that I've been close to, they they don't want to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they, they, they want the opposite of that. They mm. want to go away. They mm. want it to end, right? And I don't mean to make light again, but do we think that a, I mean, like I, is this going to be a useful tool? Because people that are at their lowest that are at that moment aren't going to be like, let me pick up my phone and call 998 to talk to a
2: stranger. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe someone I, in their I, I house will though. Like, oh. if it was like one of my kids or oh. my husband or something, yeah, 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 yeah. then I okay. could call that. Like, makes sense. Okay. I'm fearful for my someone's life right now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know,
4: someone who has a that substance problem and, and may, or, or has, you know, over has taken too much of mm-hmm. a substance or is in some sort of crisis state or,
1: you know, acts and they're freaking on, out. Yeah. Yeah. Acts so, is on this an for that too? And, Cause I thought it was more like just a suicide hotline. Is it for. Drug emergencies and things like that—that that
6: is part of the that is listed on the website as something else you can call about. So really, okay, any that, sort of that mental, mental health, mental health yeah. crisis, okay. emergency. Obviously, suicide is the, is kind of the main one. Uh, okay. and I think I said, and I should look this number up, but I believe they said something like sixty percent of the phone calls they get suicide is p- part of the reason these people call, but not. But it is not one hundred percent. So even you know, if you are just dealing with depression, if you are having a panic attack, you are having some yeah. sort of anxiety, This is also a number you can call.
2: I wonder if this yeah. is also helpful the way the conversations have been in the last year or two about helping the police force not have to deal so much with – um sure mental health issues because they're not equipped for that that's not their that's not their job and yeah. so this could be a helpful way to separate that and to provide because i'm thinking like if there was someone in my house that was having a um an issue and i thought they were going to commit suicide the only place i would call would be 911. you know and so then they're sending an officer out who's not trained to deal with that so that's why i wonder if this is also to help ease some of the burden from the police force as well
6: it's a really good point and I think that's really true. Like I think the last thing sometimes and we've we've seen very sad stories of, you know, somebody who was just mm-hmm. having a mental health episode that was very chaotic, a person who loved them and cared about them called 911 and then somebody ended up shot or even dead. Yeah. That just happened. It, I just it, read it, a
2: story about that. Yeah. It's,
6: it's pretty yeah. common and it's very very sad and this would be maybe a way so you don't have to cuz sometimes you don't yeah. need somebody with a gun involved. Uh, to right, show yeah. up with, right. like, you just need somebody who can talk to them, who has the training, the resources, the the knowledge to walk somebody through a bad mental health episode. And uh, police officers, they're good for a lot of things, and this isn't necessarily something that's part of their training.
3: Yeah, I also that think. Sense. I also think yeah. too, Cameron. Like a lot of times, especially when we're dealing with our friends or family that might have mental episodes or episodes in this way, um, it's hard to talk to the people that are close to you because of the shame. But Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a hotline where people can just talk freely that they're probably maybe a little bit more open. Uh, So I I, I think I think there's uh, validity and value there for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I again, I it's something that I've observed and just I just wonder like at what moment is that person going to reach out? You know, real and really, you know, or is this Mm -hmm. more just like for show? But you guys have convinced me this is a valuable tool for sure. The the drug thing is interesting. Jesse, do you remember that? That clip that I was <laughs> watching when we were in Vegas, there was a yes. there was yeah. a, somebody called nine one one. This is a point why we need a different number. Yeah, somebody called nine one one, and the, and they played the recording, and the person, he and his girlfriend had. Overdosed on marijuana (laughs) and they thought they were dying and they were calling 911 because they were dying and the lady was like go ahead
4: I was going to say the main symptom that I overheard from this was time is moving very slowly
1: (laughs) (laughs) she was like like, well how much did you take he's like I don't know but I think it had to I think I'm dying we're dying we're dying and she goes why do you think you're dying he goes time is moving very slowly (laughs) and she's like sir you're fine just go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) you're fine but like don't call 911 for that is what you're saying yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: (laughs) and uh, it is worth noting here that according to their own stats here uh, the suicide prevention hotline uh, which before before it transitioned to this 988 number in 2020 they received 2.4 million calls and in a survey about 80% of the people who called said the hotline did help prevent them from committing suicide that's amazing wow that's amazing that's a a pretty big number wow it it is Mm -hmm it's a it's a good thing but obviously we know suicide continues to be a very very big issue it's the number two killer of young people in the u.s so anything we can do to try to bring that number down is a good thing
1: absolutely Got anything else? One
6: last little story, and then uh, then I'll let you guys go. This is a this is a pretty brief one. Uh, I'm gonna get you guys inside the mindset of the Faith Reporter, the Faith Beat over at an outlet called Rolling Stone Magazine. You guys heard of this oh, magazine? No. Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah, Rolling Stone. They're on the religion beat over there. They, you know, sometimes we write about rock and roll music at Relevant Magazine. Sometimes they <laughs> write about religion. It's okay. It's not a competition. There's plenty of news for everybody over there. And sometimes, you know, (laughs) would we get rock and roll news wrong if we tried to get into that? I suppose it's possible. I think we've done a pretty good job, but I suppose it could happen. But I want to just read. So Rolling Stone did this very long article that's that's pretty interesting and uh, it's kind of about the some of the controversy around roe v wade and whether or not there were some faith groups that maybe had too much sway over certain supreme court justices that's a good it's an interesting story you can go check it out or longstone magazine if you want to and and i think the story itself is pretty valid but i want to highlight what they said prayer was because this is real they were they were talking about how evangelicals think about prayer and what prayer is. And I wanted to see if this would scan as prayer for you guys. This is from Rolling Stone. They said, prayer is a powerful communication tool in the evangelical tradition. The speaker literally assumes the mantle of the divine and to disagree with an offered prayer is akin
3: to sin. Is that what, how you guys what would that understand mean?
2: prayer? I don't even know what that means. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So it's like they're saying
3: when you pray, you turn into like God and then. I don't know. If someone disagrees with you, that just sounds like sin. somebody's uh auntie at a Pentecostal <laughs> church is saying, God <laughs> told me to tell you. That don't really sound like prayer. <laughs> yeah, because, I don't even get it. So maybe they meant prophesying. The that's what it I was. They the meant prophecy. Is. I think they meant yeah, prophesying. They, that's what they meant. Maybe. It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, like God is speaking through the prophet, and if you disagree, you're disagreeing with God. Maybe but that's maybe what Mormon, they
2: meant. That sounds like Mormonism.
3: But even oh, in yeah, evangelical
6: tradition, that wouldn't be prophecy wouldn't be that big of a it's like pretty rare you know, yeah, for even, right. you know, for an evangelical
3: it church. I, I don't know. Yeah, you start about. prophesying to one of white evangelical churches, boy, they're gonna be they're gonna throw you out. <laughs> <asked> <laughs>
0: to leave.
6: You'll be like, Will Smith and Fresh Prince man, you'll be like, <laughs> No.
4: <need you> <laughs> and it's clear it's clear this person did not grow up in an evangelical home and never heard the you know, at the dinner table. And I pray for the bad attitudes at this table <laughs> that they would straighten up and get their behavior <laughs> right, Lord. And while you know what I mean by <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if it's prayer.
1: like a, a stream of like Catholic theology or something where it's like, cause they believe that like when you're taking communion, it's actually the body. It's, you know, I'm wondering if it's they, actually, I don't know. Yeah. But that is just a bizarre interpretation of prayer.
6: I just have no idea where they'd even get that. Like, like even a charismatic would wouldn't say what, that. That's what not what even how you would define process,
1: speaking like, in no, tongues or prophecy. No, how there's nothing. No. And there's like, that's bizarre. No. It's like,
6: yeah, who, that's who's the source on this right. or, or his yeah, They his have an inside the source who's just trying yeah. to mess the whole story up like a like, they were, they were acting as a false flag operation. Oh, that
3: would be hilarious. Hey, this is what prayer really what is. Is. <laughs> They're never never,
6: this. They don't want you to know this. I shouldn't even be t- telling you this, but I'll tell you. You seem like a good guy. So that's that's all. I just wanted to put Rolling Stone on blast. That's the end of it. <laughs>
1: that's it? That was your entire agenda? Yeah, I just wanted to warn them to stay,
6: on, stay in their lane. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, I won't write about Lenny Kravitz if they don't write about... about <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey, we got Tyler Tyler Petty Petty Ah! over here, boy.
4: (laughs) Lenny Kravitz.
1: All right, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every day for all the latest. We are publishing stuff at the intersection of faith, culture, justice, and life all day, every day. Uh, Make sure you check it out and follow along on all the socials. Don't miss a thing. Um, All right. Thanks, Tyler. Au revoir. Thanks, everybody. Okay, stay tuned. Up next... Michael Sarah, and George Takay join us.
3: Son of God, doing what the sun say. Minimalist with the feng shui. Heart garden, I'm like heart with the pump okay, fake. We ain't going back and forth. Yeah. Every golden road in heaven is a one way. Serve a big God, I'ma see him one day. Hey. Okay, great, that was one take. But your lyrics didn't give him hope, let alone faith. My relationship with the music, it be love, hate. For it.
1: We are listening to No Big Deal. The song is One Way. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free, unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today, it's a double dip. We've got two guests. Michael Sarah, who you know from Arrested Development, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, and Superbad, and a lot of other stuff, joins us along with Star Trek's George Takei to talk to us about the importance of accepting others, why diversity is a strength in their new movie, Yep, Pause of Fury. Here's our conversation with Michael Sarah and George Take.
7: Wow. I did not see that coming. Ah! We need a new samurai.
3: Not it.
0: Not it.
7: Okay,
3: here goes nothing. What the mother, father, of spaniel's
6: going on here? Sometimes you need a friend. Sounds like you need help. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, we, do you remember when you first uh, when you first got the pitch for this movie? Do you remember what that was like? And was it was it kind of a hard sell for for you? Do you feel like you got the idea no. right away?
7: No. Yeah, it wasn't a hard sell at all. I mean, um, they had me at Mel Brooks. Basically, I was uh, I was ready to go. Yeah this might be kind of a stupid question, but I just, you
6: know, I've never done any sort of voice act or anything like that. When you start recording, like doing the work, like, do you
7: have character designs? Do you know what you're going to look like in this movie at all? Yeah, normally you do. Um, You see some, some early sketches of the character, you know, as just a starting point for, for what to, how to figure out, you know, how to bring him to life. Um, And then you just take it, you know, piece by piece. And then slowly you're kind of, you know, you're kind of at running speed with it. And you just, you start building on what you've already done and just finding it as you go.
6: What were some of the, uh, like, when you were a kid, when you were growing up and there were, like, animated movies were first started becoming part of your, like, movies you were watching, what were some of the early ones that really, like, landed really hard for you and and uh, do you think
7: that's influenced the way that you do voice acting now? Pixar movies, you know, I, when Toy Story came out and all, all those movies, I was, like, just right in the right age for those and they, they blew my mind, you know, and, you know, when I was a kid, it was, like, the early 90s and, and, and Disney was still putting out, like, classic 2D animation as well like Aladdin yeah. and The Lion yeah. King you know I remember seeing all those in the theater and those made such a big impression so I think it's really magical when you're a kid to to go see something like that and it's just it takes you to another world and there's nothing really like it you mentioned the uh, like the ethos
6: of of this movie. Uh, what do you think that like? How would you sum up sort of the if there if there is a message as far as there is a message to this movie? What do you think it is, yeah. and, and why do you think it's it's maybe particularly relevant now in twenty twenty two?
7: Yeah, I think it's kind of an evergreen message, you know, of just acceptance and and loving each other and not um, not judging each other. Yeah, I think that that'll that'll always be relevant as long as there are human beings on the planet. You know? <laughs> we're always always going to be differences, um, and that the differences don't have to don't have to separate us that much. Yeah, yeah.
6: it's it's weird that 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 we do keep that message it seems sort of evergreen because it seems like we have a hard time getting it right sometimes I mean, that, that's a, it's an evergreen problem too so i'm glad there are movies right. like
7: this one yeah. to address that yeah i agree i agree i think i think this is like you know it, it's it's not a heavy-handed message because it's actually just what the story is about and i, I think that little kids especially though will really understand you know what, what the movie is saying is just Everybody we should be friends
3: <laughs> i
7: thought if i could be a samurai it would change everything
3: Sounds like you need a mentor.
7: Perhaps a once great samurai who has fallen on hard times. And maybe could use some help himself.
3: But where can I find one? What? Oh, get out of here! Who even made that? It's you. Don't believe everything you read.
6: hi george thanks for talking to me good to meet you do you remember where you were when you first heard the
5: uh, the pitch for this project and, and your initial reaction to it yes i do as a matter of fact and they began by mispronouncing my name my surname <laughs> t-a-k-e-i uh, they gave the e-i the germanic pronunciation took high and i get that all the time sure so i told them uh there is a Japanese word that's pronounced that way, but it's not my surname. Kai uh, in Japanese would be spelled T-A-K-A-I, and it means expensive. And immediately say, oh, my goodness, uh, I don't want to like call my actor's expensive. And I said, well, what? Uh, how it should re- truly be pronounced is
6: takei obviously a lot about this movie is learning to accept people, despite their differences to not put people in the different boxes. I know that's been a huge part of your, of something that you've been very passionate about over the course of your life. Uh, And and I'm wondering if, if you really felt like that's something this movie delivers in a unique or interesting way for audiences in 2022.
5: Exactly that. I mean, first of all, what do you think of when you think of cats and dogs together? Uh, hissing barking they don't get along right they're legendary for that but what this movie is about is cats accepting a timid dog who wants to be a samurai and the uh, the result of it they come together and they both benefit Mm -hmm. the dog becomes what he wants to be and the cat land is saved And people live happily ever after. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations make for a better world. Why do you think we need to keep
6: hearing this message? Even now, you know, we've heard this message many times. Why do we need to keep hearing it? And and how can artists like yourself play a role in communicating that message to people?
5: Look at this world today. Turn on the TV and the breaking news or uh, the newspaper and front page news. The world is turbulent. Wars going on over there, fracturing a, a fractured society right here. I mean, it's a turbulent world, and it's, it takes uh, uh, wisdom to see this turbulence as something that we can uh, resolve, rather than joining in and, and uh, being uh, uh, at war with the uh, with each other. Infinite diversity and in infinite combination is a phrase from my Star Trek days. It's recognizing that we become better by recognizing diversity as an asset, working together in concert in uh, con- contributing our individual strengths and our wisdoms. And we can boldly go where we hadn't been before. That I, I really believe that that's true. And I'm delighted that. Uh, with this movie, Pause of Fury, as hilarious and as funny and as entertaining as it can be, but at the same time, it has a good message. Ooh, when you come up on
7: that lick, make sure you cut them in. Gotta make this emerald thing work. Uh-huh. Hey, this is the training montage, isn't it? Sometimes you need a friend.
3: Nope. to see you win. Don't forget to land on your... Feet. Cut of in. That
1: was Michael Sarah and George Take. If you're a relevant plus subscriber, you can see more of that interview over at the website. It's one of the subscriber exclusives that we drop in between the issues. So go check out a long form conversation with Michael Sarah and George Take, Relevant plus subscribers. And if you don't know about relevant plus, I'll tell you more about it at the end of the show. All right, stay tuned. Up next. it's your feedback. Listening to always is it always or always It's A-L-V-V-A-Y-S. It looks like always, but I'm wondering if you have to say it like German. Always. The song is Pharmacist. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Okay, so last, last week we got talking about summer travel, and uh, Jamie brought the slice about people wearing socks to airplane bathrooms. Mm. Got us thinking about disgusting or weird things we've all observed while traveling. Uh, We asked you, what's the craziest thing you've ever witnessed on a plane or at the airport? Uh, You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and here is a few of our favorites.
4: Okay. Cindy says, I always pick a window seat whenever I fly because I like the view and having a wall to lean against. I I relate, Cindy. I always opt for that if available. On one flight, the kid in the middle seat reached across me and closed the shade and then later opened the shade and then closed again. I'm on team kid here. What? Because I thought about this too why should the person who happens to be sitting by the window be the one
1: that gets a control for the whole room? Mm.
2: That seems like a lot that's where of... that's they sit. That, I, I, especially, I, I, the, but
1: if there's a little kid wanting to look out and this is a big deal for them, let the kid have the mm. view. Uh, I say, hands off
4: the tray tables, right? It's my tray table. This is a yeah. community window, mm-hmm. right? Like, I've, mm. I'm on Team Kid here, Cindy. I've thought about this too. And I got to say, not the craziest thing.
2: Not, you know. Mm. I, I, I'm, I, I don't like people reaching over me. That's right. It's too much in my space. All right. Let's see. All right. Ben said this pre-takeoff. A woman started screaming bloody murder. Look back. And she's crawling, scrambling over the tops of people's heads and seats, kicking their faces and shoulders to reach the bathroom door. Why? Her kid couldn't open the bathroom door and was panicking inside.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got a reply from two of Relevant's own. Emily Brown, downtown said... I was on an 11-hour plane ride once. 11 hours. That's a long plane ride. And before we had even taken or get, getting off the runway, a man on the row in front of me took off his shoes and socks. Mm. And he was on the aisle seat and he angled his body so his legs and feet would stick out. And basically, she was staring at his bare feet the entire 11-hour so plane gross, ride. you
2: guys.
4: But but here's the thing. <laughs> if he was just wearing flip-flops, <laughs> that's this is a non-story. That's true, Jesse. Okay? Again, I'm not trying to pick these apart. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's
2: just something about someone taking off like all of their clothes, whether that be like their socks and shoes. It's like you do that when you're like in your home and you're about to go to bed. And so on an airplane, it feels weird. But if you had flip flops on, that's cool. Like yeah. you walk around it's with flip It's a double flip-flops. standard. Yeah.
4: It's a double standard for flip floppers. And <laughs> I don't appreciate it. They get to walk around with their hobbit feet just
2: kicking around all over town.
4: No one can say anything, you know.
2: Guys, one time when we were flying an international flight, this is a long time ago, I feel really bad sharing this because this is a really bad thing that I did. But um, one of my kids got sick and he was young and he was so sick. I told him to look alive when we got on. This is way pre-COVID. I was like, look alive. They're not going to let us on this plane. We got to get home. We're flying home from Spain. Do not let them think you're sick. He threw up in the trash can right before we got on the plane. So I'm like, just look up, look alive guys. So we get on the plane, he passes out, goes to sleep. When he wakes up, neither one of us realized he had he had urinated all over himself ooh <laughs> all over the seat all over himself he's young i had yeah. to just get like with some paper from the bathrooms and clean that seat and then we left that means i left a, a pee seat on the plane and didn't tell here's anyone
4: here's the promo here's the promo <laughs> you you order uh, like another <laughs> beverage from the stewardess, and as they're handing it to you, <laughs> you bobble it.
0: Whoa! Jesse, you spill it everywhere, just Jesse. everywhere. And then you look
4: here, you look at her in the eye or him in the eye, and you go, "That's your fault. That's on you. That is on you." And it's I that's just still can't believe. Now and every time Jesse I get on plane, a
2: plane, I imagine that some parent has let their child do that in the seat I'm sitting in, and then I'm grossed out that I'm sitting in a.
4: That's why you do the drink trick and no one ever knows
0: that they're good
1: <laughs> I, 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 That story reminds me, I w- was 10 years ago, I was on a f- flight and the row in front of me, the baby had just an explosive diarrhea all over the seat, all over everything. And in the middle of the flight, they can't clean it, right? So in the middle of the flight, they literally came up and took the seat out. And Ooh. took the seat to the back of the plane. Like literally removed the entire seat. That's how they're gonna deal with it. Cause they have to like
2: Do they have extra seats on the plane?
1: They didn't bring one back. They just like took it off. They just literally like took the seat. And they're like, Well, this one's dead. So
2: Story and I were on a plane last fall flying to New York, and there was a we were in the seat row right behind first class. And the people right in that last row, it was a, a couple, and they had their dog, and their dog got sick, mm. and that dog boo-booed all over that man. Not once, not twice, three times. He had to pull his whole suitcase down and go change clothes three times. Mm-hmm. And that sweet flight attendant was walking him down the aisle, spraying stuff, like acting like nothing was happening. And we were like, we cannot believe this. We got to New York. We knew where that dog was. This poor dog. There's something wrong with it. It was leaving a trail through the airport. Like they had a sick oh. dog on the plane and it smelled mm. so bad. We always laugh about that dog and that man. That That's- poor man changed his clothes three times. Okay.
1: Okay. You want, you want a dog story in New York? <laughs> no, me, no, me and, don't, me don't and my kid. Cohen is six years old. We are going up to New York. This is the two of us to just have a weekend before school starts. Okay. And we go and I book this hotel in Brooklyn, a brand new modern hotel. I booked on Hotwire. So I knew the area. It was a five-star hotel. Got a great deal on it. We check in. It's incredible. It's a, such a cool hotel. And we go and my little kid, you know, we just check in, we get into the room and he jumps on the bed and goes under the covers, like he kicks his shoes off and he gets under the covers and he goes, Ooh, what's that? Mm. And I pull, no. I pull the comforter back from mm. the made bed that we no. just checked in and his feet slid into a big old <gasps> pile of poop that was in the made brand new bed. No, sir.
2: And mm-hmm. you're saying it was dog poop?
1: I don't know if it was dog poop or human poop. Oh my poop. gosh. Yeah, we it's probably better not to know. And mm-hmm. I immediately alert the hotel. They, yeah. of course, do not believe me. They think <gasps> that my kid stepped in it and tracked it in. I'm like, you can look at the hallway. There's no feet print. You know, like that did <sighs> not happen. It was it they looked at security footage because they didn't believe me. They just didn't believe me. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not asking for anything other than just can we move rooms, please? And uh yeah. they they did move us and they finally, you know, begrudgingly gave us a comp visit to come back. And so we went that back reminds a couple me, years later.
3: Side note, Marriott and Dubuque, Iowa. You owe me a comp. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought about this. <laughs> because oh, I we went go. to Iowa and did a show at this no it's Hampton Inn Hampton Inn in Dubuque, Iowa. You owe me a comp because mm. my I had a long day. I get to Dubuque, Iowa. I jump in my made up bed and I'm like, "Man, this it smells pissy in here." No. Oh, and no. then I pull the sheet back And I'm talking about from top of the mattress to the bottom of the mattress, it's pissy. So I go down there and I tell, hey, y'all gave me a pissy mattress. (laughs) So they're like, oh, yeah, well, when you check out, we're going to make sure that we give you some points or something like that. And I kept going down there. I'm like, if something told me, the hustle in me was like, yo, you about to get finessed. You need to make them give you your points now. So then on the last day, I go down there and I, t- I talk to the lady. What's her name? Hold on. I'm going to tell you who this lady is. Oh, right
0: no. Now. I got oh, her in my nose cap.
3: Let me get her. Hold on. I got her in my right nose cap right now. <laughs>
0: Jesse's going to call Debut, her. You
3: Iowa Hampton Inn. I'm put y'all on blast. Since y'all <gasps> wouldn't give me my little comp, y'all thought y'all, I'm a celebrity. You know what I mean? So, 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 so hold on, hold on. You need to play that card. Hold on one <laughs> second. I am a Do celebrity. Am? Do you know who I am? I'm on a podcast. What? What? Why would so, so they what, not? Why would name?
0: they? Why would they not
3: give it to you, Channing and Sherry? Y'all need to call me oh and gosh. give me my comp because y'all said on the last day. Y'all was going to give me some points or y'all was going to comp the room and you didn't. I was tired and I was ready to go and I didn't fight for it. But Channing or Sherry or Michael, I remember Michael was the first person I called. I need all three of y'all hit us up. Somebody hit up the people in Dubuque and tell them, I need my free room and my. And, uh, matter of fact, I might talk about Dubuque every day on Relevant Magazine. That's what we You, you want to go back to Dubuque? No, I mean, but I want
2: my points. Oh, you can get points oh. for anywhere else and say yeah, that yeah, yeah. Hampton. Give me points,
3: like give me my little points, because I'm definitely not going to come back to 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 Pissyville, uh, Hampton.
0: You did no, get a new room, right? Oh, yeah,
3: I definitely got a new room. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I definitely had to get a new room. But I'm just saying, like it's it's like man, I hate when people lie. Cause you could tell look, you know how you could look at somebody in the face and know they lying? Yeah. Like it's like uh-huh. when I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, so what y'all gonna do about this? And she said, W-w-w-w-w-w-w-w. when people start stuttering, <laughs> that's when you know. <laughs> I could tell you lying, stutter, 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 stutter. I could tell you lying. She was stuttering, I could tell she was lying. She wasn't finna give me no uh points she's lying
1: they they moved us like to like a corner suite with a wraparound balcony and stuff yeah, they did. it was unbelievable i mean it was Man. a very expensive suite and then like when we checked out they gave us another free weekend because they in between reviewed the security footage and did see that it wasn't us bringing the poop into the room and they have no explanation for how Poop got into a made bed. It was on top uh, of the sheet, but below the comforter. So, like, I have we, an
2: explanation? Tell me. One of their workers thought it'd be funny.
1: Yeah, that's the only to, theory that I think so too. Yeah.
3: Which
2: I cannot understand how that's funny, but well, yeah.
3: Cameron, there's no corner suites in the Hampton Inn <laughs> in Blue <Dubuque laughs> <There's> Iowa. <not laughs> so they just moved me there's two no doors upgrade. down <laughs> to not a busy <laughs> <another> <laughs> bed. room, overlooking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The metropolis
3: of Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa. Oh,
0: okay. Overlooking,
4: overlooking another angle of yes. <laughs> the
0: T.J. Yes. The,
1: the Wawa parking lot. The, the you know. Wawa parking Jim, lot. Cameron, you,
4: you understand what you're describing is the the plot of an episode of Always Sunny. So, you know, no. Is it really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I mean, that, it, was an, of it was an episode of The Office.
4: It was an episode of The Office of like you know the yeah no, but there's package. one. There's an episode of Always Sunny that's literally called Who Pooped the <laughs> Dog. <Bed.
0: So, laughs> maybe will be honest with you. It
1: looked like dog. Like it looked like a dog set up. It, so again, like was there a little lap dog mm-hmm. or was there a little like purse dog that crawled under it and. I don't know what happened, man, but it was gross. My kid slid his feet through it, so.
2: Or this happened, like you said, the people saying before had a little dog And the dog got under there and did that. But when the people came to clean the room, the bed looked like it hadn't been slept in. So they're like, oh, we don't need to clean it.
1: That's my guess. That was my working theory. I think that was
2: probably more plausible. plausible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. There's a lot more where that came from. You guys have had a lot of traumatic travel experiences. I guess we all have. Um, Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about the very, very troubling Virginia state
0: Provocative. flag. <laughs> Provocative.
3: Provocative. state.
0: I, I only had to go off your thing.
1: description for it because my accountability filter won't let me Google <laughs> the Virginia state flag. Yeah, it's pretty explicit.
0: It's pretty explicit.
1: So, I got thinking think about state flags. Hey, they're pointless. But um, what would you, if you were designing, here's the question of the week. If you were designing a state flag for your state to accurately represent it. What would you have on your state flag? And yes, I can hear the jokes for the Florida state flag already, but you know.
2: Cameron, I would also like to public, publicly apologize to every person who lives in Dallas. I like <laughs> you, I just don't want to live there.
1: Why? What it's is your issue work. with Dallas? Why? Why? It's a lovely metropolitan area. It is Growing. a lovely
2: metropolitan area. I have lots of friends that live there. Yeah. Um, I think there's just some stereotypes that I'm not going to bring up because they're stereotypes. And I just wanted to publicly apologize.
1: Well, what, 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 like what? I don't know yeah, though. Let's hear What it. are the, the stuff stereotypes? that I don't
2: believe that other people might yeah, say, yeah, 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 me to say. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I'm not uh-huh. saying this. But right. like Dallas people are like snooty and, um, you know, um, better than everyone. And, and Cowboys. You know, fans. here in Austin, we're fans. like. So, not maybe so
4: basically Austin is like the 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 camp the summer camp of just ragtag counselors and, and, and kids right. whose parents should drop off in the minivan. Uh-huh. Dallas is the camp across the lake mm. with all the preppy kids. Yeah they got the boats take canoes over in the middle of the night and yeah. you know play pranks yeah. on the ner- Okay. Yeah. I understand. That's and what, that's what I have heard. I do program. not
2: feel that way about uh-huh. Dallas uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. I understand what do you think I about
1: understand. Fort Worth?
2: You know, it's funny. Fort Worth always gets left out, but it's like, it, it you know, it's its own awesome place. And Fort Worth is up and coming and really has some cool stuff there. So I like Fort Worth. They're a little bit, a little bit more like laid back, old kind of country, stockyards, stuff like that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. All right. So if you had to design a state flag for your state to accurately represent it, what would you put on it? There you go. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and we'll post this over on the Relevant IG account as well. Okay. Well, before we wrap things up today, I want to thank Michael Sarah, and George Take for joining us. Uh, You can check out their new film, Paul's of Fury. It is in theaters today. Look at us, opening day. Um, Also, like I mentioned earlier, you can see uh, more of that, read more of that interview exclusively at the website for Relevant Plus subscribers. Uh, If you haven't checked out Relevant Plus, you get access to tons of exclusive features, extra podcasts, ad-free content, and so much more. Uh, you can sign up for as little as $250 a month. You get an ad-free early release version of this podcast as well as a subscriber exclusive one called the Relevant Plus Conversations. Also, you get an enhanced edition of Relevant Magazine. It's designed beautifully like our print magazine was. It's designed uh, for a beautiful tablet, desktop reading experience. You can find it, all the info at the website. And if you haven't seen our new summer issue, go check it out. We've got conversations with filmmaker John Favreau. We've got artists like James Vincent McMorrow and the Mountain Goats and so much more. The issue is out now. It is presented, um, the free version is presented by our friends at World Vision. Uh, we thank them for their support. Go support them. And like I said, the ad-free enhanced edition is available for 11 plus subscribers. Go check it out now. Also, while you're there, make sure to... Uh, peruse all the great content that we publish every day. We cover the intersection of faith, life, and culture like no one else. We are publishing stuff all day, every day. Uh, it's makerelevantmagazine.com part of your daily web browsing um, habits. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. And I'm Jesse Kerington.
2: I'm Jamie Ivey.
3: I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you next time. Have a good week, everyone.
4: Virginia's for lovers.
2: Relevant Podcast Network.
7: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.